0: It's a dreadful ball, and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back
1: of the net! Henry! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henry! Miller, lovely cushion header for
2: Gerrard! Oh, you're beautiful! What a hit, mate.
0: What a hit. The Ghost Goal Podcast. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from the Premier League. This year you're getting a lot of goals, goals, goals. Liverpool went to Crystal Palace and bagged seven in a 7-0 win for Mino grabbing a brace. Minamino hitting his first Premier League goal ever. And Mohamed Salah comes on for the last 27 minutes, grabs an assist and two goals. The Reds are four points clear at Christmas. Manchester City went to St. Mary's, took care of business, getting themselves a 1-0 victory thanks to Raheem Sterling. Bad news for Southampton as Danny Hings was forced off after 41 minutes with another injury. Everton won the Arteta Bowl over Arsenal 2-1 thanks to a goal from Mina. Arsenal have now failed to win their last seven Premier League games and are only four points above the relegation zone. On Sunday, Leicester went to Spurs and handed them a 2-0 loss thanks to goals from Jamie Vardy and an Oliver Weld-Own goal. A truly bad week for Spurs, who drew at Palace last weekend, lost at Anfield to the Champions, and now loses to the Foxes, falling to sixth place. The War of the Roses between Manchester United and Leeds United was a truly lopsided game. Manchester United hitting Bielsa's men for six goals. McTominay getting two in the opening three minutes. Ole's boys are now five points off of leaders Liverpool with a game in hand. Are they challengers for the league or pretenders? And on Monday Night Football, Chelsea got back into the win column after beating West Ham 3-0 with goals coming from Thiago Silva and a brace from Abraham. The Blues are up to fifth now with the win with only one point off of the top four. Welcome back to the Ghost Gold Podcast. I'm Andrew Passaro, Alex Moss, and Javier Arevalo along for the ride today. How's everybody doing?
1: Happy Christmas. All right. Pretty good. It's good, good, good Christmas time right now. We got a nice, big, juicy ghost gold bowl to open for Christmas presents on uh, Boxing Day. Oh. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah,
0: it should be a nice victory, Alex. Let's not go there yet. Oh, it's We'll, g- we'll get there.
1: It's what it's we call a teaser, Javier.
0: Yeah. Don't worry, we're getting there. I guess there's only one place to start and that's with uh, Liverpool's 7-0 battering of Crystal Palace. Shout out to the haters. I woke up on time for this one and it was absolutely worth it. I had to So, uh, for the last 2 weeks I quarantined. I'm actually back in the original filming location of this podcast. A true throwback this week. I'm back at my parents' house for the holidays and I had Are you in the basement? Work
1: early. You have to be in the yeah. basement for the yeah, OG. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is true. Alex isn't here, but uh, I'm back at my parents, and so I had to get up early to go to work early. So I watched the whole game, and what a game to wake up early for! I'm not going to say best performance of the week of the of the year for Liverpool, but the best. Why wouldn't it be? You guys and
2: scored seven goals. I, I
0: don't know. I still think. I still think the the win over probably Wolves was more impressive. I definitely felt like the win over Leicester was more impressive. Like, yes, we hit Palace for a ton of goals, and they were some of the best goals of the year. I think I think Palace were wasteful. They had chances. They definitely had moments where they could have scored and just completely flubbed it. But every single goal was, like, better than the goal before it. I've never seen this team do something like that where, like, all of them were worldies. Um, the, the thing that made me the most happy was... Either Minamino's opening goal for Liverpool, because we need extra depth in that opening attacking line and getting him going, and hopefully having more confidence is big for us. But seeing Firmino grab that brace, and especially that the the goal that was assisted by Andy Robertson, that that beautiful like peach of a cross that threw it right to him, having Firmino firing right now while Jota is going to be out for at least a few more weeks is so crucial as we head into this period. So and and then the the funniest moment of the game is curtis jones getting ready to come on and firmino scores his second goal and him and klopp are just like oh my like laughing about it on the sidelines before curtis jones came on but i mean a perfect performance i thought Mane uh, no sulking
1: complaints. Mane sulking when he got taken off in like the 52nd minute knowing that like mm-hmm. you guys were going to get a bunch more goals and he wanted to be a part of that i thought that was pretty funny meanwhile firmino gets taken off with a brace a little bit later, I think, like, 70th minute, and he's, like, all smiles, just, like, cheesing on the bench. Like, yeah, I got my goals, I'm, I'm back. But Three goals in two
0: games. I mean, it's it, no complaints and no injuries. Joel Matip came back, gets an assist, which, if you haven't seen his facial reaction while he's assisting Mosul yeah, on that yeah. corner, please go look that up because it's hilarious. But, look, they're top of the table on Christmas, third year in a row for that. Hopefully they bring home another title. I feel very good and confident, and we officially fixed the goal differential from the Aston Villa game. Yeah, first time like, in,
2: in history that a team has conceded seven goals away and scored seven goals in Premier League
0: history. which is Pretty interesting statistic. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, and we'll talk about Manchester United a little later on, later on, the same weekend that we lost to Villa, United lost to Spurs 6-1, and what did United do this weekend? They go and score six themselves. So it's like, both teams that got like pasted, you know, of the historic big teams that got pasted this year have gone and already fixed that for the goal differential. And we're not even at the new year,
1: which is. I, I, it's, it's I thought so, you were going down a very think, different alley with that. I thought you were going down the alley of like whether we're winning or losing, Liverpool are always better than United. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I mean, we all are. Was be we are. Dumb I, I like feel that. like I don't need to say that. No, like, No, I that's I just
1: I mean, me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think I, mean, I think this I, is a marker, though. I mean, I mean, I've been saying this for a few weeks now. Just the way that Liverpool have been performing the last month or so, especially with all the injuries. Now they're getting a few players back. You know, um, Thiago's back in training. I know they're probably just easing him back. They don't want him to, to get any of that those groin injuries again. And you know, uh, it, it's just for me. You know, like like Andrew said, Minamino getting a goal for Mino getting rolling again it's it's mane getting a goal he hasn't you know we were talking about him last week he didn't get he hasn't he hadn't you know gotten a goal in a while and then sala we like all of the players that we were like you know these guys haven't been too much on form of late and you know they are, they're getting braces banging in goals getting assists so it's just i don't know who's going to i think liverpool are going to go on a run i mean they're they're on a run right now but i don't know who's going to stop this liverpool team this season i mean without van dijk they still look just as dangerous defensively still very good You know, probably obviously not as good without him, but, you know, Gomez has really been coming into it, into his own. Fabinho. Fabinho.
0: Fabinho, Fabinho,
2: yeah. Fabinho playing that center back position. And then you said Matip came back here. So it's just, for me, I don't see anyone who's as good as Liverpool this year. And I don't know who's going to catch them. I think it's going to be a pretty easy title for them. And I think, like... Really? The other teams? Easy?
1: Yeah. I, okay. I Can we just contextualize for one second? Because at know this who's... point, like thirteen or fourteen games into last season, Liverpool were ahead by what? Like at least fifteen points. Or like ten yeah. points.
2: Yeah, they won every single it's, game, like up till now, they had like yeah, one
1: draw. Yeah, and it's and this season it's a four point gap and you know right, there's I, there's the overall it, difference between the top ten this year and the top ten last year, where the difference between like first and 10th Last year was twenty five points and this year it's like Yeah, but I, don't know, I still 10, see the quality 15.
2: the quality difference is still I think really big. I still think that like the second best and third best team are just not even close to Liverpool right now. And I think like the the the, the two through six or seven or whatever that are all really close right now and every week seems to be jumping in and out of that top four. I think they're all still like pretty close to each other. But I don't see anyone who's anywhere close to Liverpool. But that's there's what so I th- many th- teams, still think there's a huge gap.
1: There's so many teams I'll taking points off of each other that like Mm-hmm. I feel like in December, like I'm not trying to like say I don't think Liverpool are the favorites. I still think they're the favorites, though I still think City are in there somewhere. There, there's so many teams that could take points off Liverpool just on one bad day or one bad VAR call. We've seen it plenty of times already that I don't think teams need to be better than Liverpool. I just think they need to sort of stay in the hunt and hang in there a little bit longer than they did last year. You know, belief is the thing that makes a title race happen. It's not like when when you talk about last year Liverpool being twenty points ahead of everyone, all the belief is out of it, and of course there's no one who can stand up to them because there's no point in even really trying to go for the league title. This year, I think there's a bunch of teams like we're in fifth, and like Chelsea are in fifth, and they are six points. Chelsea have no chance at the league. I don't think no chance. I don't think so either. I agree with you, but. Teams in and around, like, that level, like, City are below us. And I'm sure City are still thinking, all right, we're still going for the title. They're not thinking it's over.
0: Yeah. No, I'd agree. I-, I would say this. I think if we repeat and we go back-to-back, I honestly think this year might be more impressive than last just by what we lost and the adaptations that we've had to make and the amount of injuries that we've had to deal with. Like, I think, I think that if they – legitimate, if they go back-to-back with the, you know, lack of rest, the lack of, you know – rest and relaxation for the off uh, for the for the off season i think it would just be another no van Dyke. You know,
1: i know no, yeah the no fact van that, I mean, he's Dyke top, would be he's a, very impressive if they win the title he's a top three him.
0: player in the premier league like I, I don't really think i'm you know i'm grasping at straws there like that that would be a massive statement and that's what I mean. I'm very excited, and I'm, I'm pumped to see what happens when Thiago comes back. Of course, we have to play Big Sam this weekend. I mean, it's at home, but Big Sam does have a good record. We'll talk about that a little later.
1: Let's uh let's move
0: on no, here. We won't. Um, don't don't,
1: don't, don't lie to them. We're not talking about Liverpool, West Brom. <laughs> like, yeah, well, we should. We like should. Guys beat, are gonna win we should beat game. West Brom 3 <laughs> 0. We should
0: beat them 3 0 at a minimum, and they'll be fans at that game. So, um, uh, I'll be, I'm excited to watch that on Sunday. Speaking of Manchester City, they go and they get a 1-0 victory at Southampton. Sterling scores the only goal in the 16th minute. More of the same of what we've seen from City. They're not having these big goal-scoring outputs, but they're getting results. The back line's been good. Sounds like John Stones is going to get a new contract. I know we talked about a couple weeks ago uh, about why wasn't Laporte playing. Apparently, he's had some sort of issue with, with Pep and, like, off-field stuff. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's off-field stuff or just like stylistic stuff. And Pep was like, "You're not guaranteed a starter," and put him in his place. And John Stones has kind of come in, and I mean, they haven't lost. So Yes, that's, Stones I mean, been good. For, that's big for Manchester City because they need, you know, having three quality center backs to play back there is only another feather in their cap. Especially if anything else happens to Liverpool's back line. If City can continue to, you know, winning one nil every single week is going to win you the title. Like, it, it doesn't really, it, it yeah, doesn't it's, always matter. It's, it's, if, if, it's an impressive win against away against
2: Southampton, who I think they've scored in every game this season until that game. So, I think it's impressive keeping a clean sheet against them. And, you know, for the most part, it was kind of a comfortable 1-0, as, as comfortable as a 1-0 can be. And the Southampton side have been playing super well of late. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by that City win, but I really want to see... You know they have this run of they've got Newcastle, Everton, Chelsea, Brighton, Palace. Like they need to win every single one of those games, and I want them to like score a lot of goals. I think the only like kind of obviously hard game is the Chelsea game. I mean, I guess Everton away, but, but I they mean, really not, should be winning this all time of those of year, games. Though.
1: Like if you're if you're winning one nil for most of your games in and around Christmas and New Year's, you'll well, take. They've
2: that. got Aguero back. Yeah, they've got Aguero back. They don't really have many issue, injury issues you know they have their full squad right now coming into this busy period i know they're still in the carabao cup you know they play arsenal tomorrow in that they're obviously everyone's still in the fa cup you know they're they made it through in the champions league it's it's going to be in in this period right now you know having your full squad with no injuries is pretty rare most of the time, there's a few injuries in, in every squad, and but Aguero, Aguero's
1: think, still coming back from an injury. And Jesus sure. was Jesus was out for the uh, Southampton game with an injury, so like they've got not like serious ones, but they've they've still got guys that you know aren't completely match fit. Uh, they like, they
2: they play New, they play Newcastle though on Saturday, and I'm not. I mean, Newcastle at home, they usually don't have trouble with Newcastle, so
0: that's that that does smell like a game that they'll go on and like. They've right paced them them. they've they've yeah, drawn
1: newcastle f- like 2-2 before but yeah newcastle seem their
0: game in hand is against
1: villa
2: at home so that might be a little bit more difficult but again that's another one that you kind of expect them to win if they win both yeah. of those games then you know they'll be like you said they'll be in and amongst it with liverpool you know they'll be they'll be what they'll be in third place behind behind liverpool 5 points behind them so i i just i know that liverpool slipped up a couple of times like with draws against fulham and brighton i just i think that was like kind of lucky and i just don't see that happening that that much more often this season i don't know it's i know that like it's it's happened it's everyone's taking points off each other i just think that that that, like teams two through eight right now you know because that's where manchester city are even you know villa and, and west ham and wolves the top 10 teams right now everyone's like kind of close to each other like the only like would you say that any teams have like a su- substantial gap like i i don't think so like i don't think like like i thought spurs but they've been doing their spurs thing where they've been slipping up i mean that's kinda. the reason
1: that's the reason i say like don't uh, i mean <laughs> like i know liverpool have won the title so it's kind of hard to make the same case for them that you would with spurs but like two or three games can change the entire picture of what you think the league is yeah, going to no, look like? That's that's that no two weeks ago, beating no one's beating Crystal Palace
2: seven nil. That's the first time they've gotten blown out this season. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's I mean, that, to me 4-0. that's just so impressive. No one's beating, you know, yeah, people can beat them four nil. Yeah, I know you guys beat them four nil, but like, yeah, I just mean like it was
1: not that big of a difference. Like, yeah, Liverpool, I think too though, like Liverpool went go- were goal hungry. I get it. Like, Chelsea weren't like like results like like. Like We're that happens. Like don't take like too that much from true. Aston Villa beating Liverpool seven like, two. Like it's one game. <laughs> it seems that seems to be games are going one of two ways. Uh, when it's like a big team versus everyone else, it's like kind of a a scrappy game, and the the smaller team holds on and gets a result, or the other the big team just absolutely destroys them because they're not on their game. Like that Leeds United yes. game, which we should probably yes. get to because. Well, Leeds versus Manchester United. <laughs> I can't say Leeds versus United. That sounds weird. I mean, United scored two goals in the first three minutes of that game, and it's over. Like, I know Leeds are a good attacking side, and United...
2: No, yeah, you can't, Leeds can't go down a couple of goals. They, they haven't shown the ability to, like... If they go down a couple of goals, they just open up completely, and you're going to score three or four or five against them like United did, because they don't know any other way other than attacking, right? Like... They still had, I think, sixty percent possession in this game and a ton of shots. They just were super wasteful. Bamford should have had a hat trick in this game. I mean, it was he was that wasteful, and I mean he he is in almost every game. Like I think the, the guy's conversion rate um, for big chances is like twelve percent. I do want to give. I mean, good for him for getting a lot of big chances every game, but damn, dude, like, you know, I think that's why Chelsea fans like, uh, like my dad was said, you know, he was reminded of when he was watching Bamford this, you know, this last weekend. Of why Chelsea let him go is because the guy's just you know he gets was, in good positions. He was never
1: going to play for Chelsea. He was literally he, only ever a part of the loan for profit like scheme that we've run the last ten years. He never made an appearance in a Chelsea shirt. I never saw him in a preseason game. He, no, but you were kind of hype 16, about him, like,
2: like when he was on loan, and you thought he was going to be a good player. And eventually, yeah, but make then it for every time
1: he would get on loan into a Premier League club, like Sunderland, Crystal Palace, like all these places, he would be, never score, and I mean never. I think he had two Premier League goals in his two or three seasons on loan. So that was never really, you know, that was never going to happen. Him as like a, a proper Chelsea player. But I mean good for him that he's like made a A little bit for of bad
2: news for United, McTominay did come off injured in like the seventy fifth minute, something like that of this game, which it looked like he pulled up with a groin injury, which, you know, who knows how long that's gonna keep him out. And you know, United have a have a hard run of fixtures coming up. So while they have done really well in the last you know, since the Arsenal game they've only dropped In the Premier they've League. had one draw and all wins since then. So since that loss they had a couple months ago, they've been very, very good. In the Premier League. Yes, obviously not in the Champions League. But um, they've been very, very good in the Premier League. And while I remember after that Arsenal game, and you know after they dropped out of the Champions League, people were like, you know, Ole out. And now it's, you know, Ole's great again. So very swingy right there in United. And I don't, I'm not like convinced that they're going to definitely make top four this season. I think that they could still have growing pains and, and struggles down the line, but if they make a signing or two in January, then maybe they will be a lock for that if they keep playing this way. So
0: I got two points I want to make real quick. The first is I want to give some... not for. Alex, credit
1: for calling leads are going to get no. relegated. Yeah. No, not that. What? Because what? No. Oh, okay. no, definitely not that, Alex. Definitely Shut up, not Alex. that. My
0: point here is <laughs> we've not once talked about the injury crisis that Leeds are going through right now. They have, in that back line that they played yesterday, I think they had one natural defender, and it's a right back playing center back. Like their entire
1: back line. No, is, they, had Liam, they had Liam Cooper who scored. Okay, he's like their fine. captain Cooper, and their best center back. But yeah. he's they no, Dallas— I Cooper and and Dallas have played every game pretty much. But Dallas is like a winger they've converted to be a wing back. Like he's not a real defender.
0: Right. Like they've had a bunch of injuries on their back line. So I want to give them at least the benefit of the doubt there. And then when it comes to Manchester United, I feel like there's a difference between being a challenger and a contender for the title. Like they are, I don't consider them like a true quote unquote contender for the title. Like are they going to step up and challenge Liverpool for, you know, maybe a few weeks or months? That's kind of where I see them. I don't see them as like I think in order to get to that level, I think they need to I mean it seems like Pogba's out the door like uh,
2: there's all these rumors of him going back to Juventus and all this. I think they they'd have to replace Pogba with a big player like they did, you know, like a Bruno Fernandes level signing. They're just if They find some player like that. If they find like an amazing center back or, you know, they get a really good center back, they get a midfielder in January, then I could see them being contenders. You know, I could see them challenging, and and if if Daniel James also can actually do something, like I know he got he, this was his first goal and I think of the season, and he he's the type of player that it looked last year like he was going to really take on and really be good in a United shirt, and he wasn't. So, you know, Martial, I know he got a couple assists in this game, didn't score, but definitely should have gotten a couple goals, and you know, getting Rashford back on track, Bruno. The guy's amazing, right? Like the guy's like a top top ten, top five Premier League player. You know, he's completely changed this United side, at least offensively, in my mind. So I,
1: I just can't ignore how like good of a matchup this was for United for Manchester United. Yeah. Like definitely, I, I said definitely. it before the game, they were gonna win like four two and they somehow outdid that. Like you you knew United are like, oh, you're just going to leave yourselves wide open and let us counterattack in one v one situations all across the board from left to right. They slaughtered them. I mean, I predicted well, it, and well, I was still surprised with how that, that kind of leads
2: perfectly into. I mean, they're playing Leicester this weekend. You know, Saturday, seven thirty in the morning. Probably a game that I'd, I'm, I'll probably get up for that. That sounds like it's going to be a fun one. Um, I'll probably but still this, be drunk. that kind of seems like it's going to be a. It's probably going to be a, a bad matchup. You know, feels no, yeah, like I Leicester away agree. from home. This is the type of game that if they're going to be contenders this season. Which, you know, dangerous using that word for United. But if they're going to be that, then they're going to have to beat this Leicester, this Leicester team who are very streaky right now, winning and losing games. They're kind of like Tottenham, where you don't know what team's going to show up on the day. And some games they're winning, some games they're losing. I mean, Leicester, they beat Tottenham this weekend 2-0, a game that we I thought they were going to have trouble in. But, you know, they got their usual penalty. That's their 10th or 11th penalty this season, which is just absurd. And, oh, so uh, are, we, new...
1: are we betting on a penalty to be given in this United versus Leicester I, game? I, then? Oh, Since guys, that is locked. that
2: is a guarantee. There's going to be a penalty for a penalty Bruno and for Party. <laughs> yeah, seriously, there's no way that that's not going to happen in this game. And I thought that, you know, 2-0 for them was a, a little bit of a flattering score over the weekend. But, I mean, again, keeping a clean sheet against the Tottenham side, who've been playing really well. But now they've gotten one win in their last five games, you know, and suddenly they're not looking... Like their title contenders anymore. They're just top four contenders again. It's just like the only team that I see that I know Liverpool have had growing pains, but they're the only team that, to me, outs, after that seven-two, they just haven't really looked back yet. They've had a couple of draws, but no, like they haven't looked like they've been shit in any games. You know, maybe uh, the Fulham game, ha- the Fulham, the Fulham game, rough. The Fulham game was was rough, but they had a lot of injuries for that game. You know, Salah and Mane just weren't at it. But how many games in a season are you going to see Salah and Mane not play well? Maybe like a
0: handful? I saw a stat, handful of games. You know? a lot. His, like, goals per game percentage in the Premier League is .97. It's like the best ever. Like, he has scored a goal for Liverpool in .97 Premier League games. It's fucking ridiculous. So, a goal a game.
1: Yeah is what that translates to. (laughs) Like, that's, yeah, that's insane.
0: Briefly to talk about that
2: Tottenham-Leicester game, it was actually really interesting to see Tottenham actually getting the ball for once and kind of being told, all right, attack us. And Leicester were just like, we're going to sit in a low block and you're going to have to break us down. And Tottenham kind of had trouble doing that. Like, when they were not the team, like when they weren't the team sitting back and playing on the counterattack and they had to be the aggressor, when, you know, they were at home, the expectations on them to win... They really kind of struggled, and I know Leicester played really well and, and and did well to keep them out. But you know, it's a, I think it goes to show that this Tottenham side isn't ready to be a title contender because they can only play their one style. When they're they're made to play another style, they don't have the the personnel or the just the switch to turn it to turn it on and and go after a team. You know, put them to the sword and. They're going to lose more games like this this season where teams sit back against them, let them have the ball if they want, and then, put, you know, play against them on the counterattack. So. There's a million well, teams Wolves. like Leicester.
1: Yeah, well, like Wolves and Everton, all those teams. They're not, like, quite as good, but they'll sit back, and they still have almost as much talent as the, you know, Yeah, quote, they play Wolves six. this Sunday, and I all right, feel well, like before they might we, struggle.
0: Before we get to that Tottenham game, what do we—final outcome here, Leicester, Manchester
1: United, what are we thinking? Ooh. I think United do it again. I think they win again. United have been going. really good on the road. Also, um, if I'm Brendan Rodgers, I'm telling the whole team like we're we're keeping it nil nil until the 80th minute, and then then you can attack. Because United have gone behind in like every single away game so far. Almost a bunch of away games they've gone behind in and still ended up winning. And Leicester did did have uh, Castagna back in this Tottenham game,
2: and he definitely made a difference, you know. Having Castagna back, having James Madison back on form, not needing to play Wilford and Didi as a center back, you know, or in your back line at all. All of these things, it makes Leicester, you know, they're getting their team back. And a full strength Leicester side last season were, you know, the second best team in the league, right? Like they were the only ones really behind Liverpool until
1: February. I think that's kind of. Yes, they started to get and then injuries. They, they had a like shitload of injuries, and a, then they well, kind of sucked. They had a shitload of injuries after the restart, or like just before the Premier League restarted. And but they were already playing badly at the end of the regular Premier League season before it got stopped. And it was all of their best players who had, like, a downturn in form. And it might have been because of, like, fatigue or something. Like, I think that's still a factor for Leicester. Like, we're, I'm not thinking about them for the title. And they're in, no. what, like, second or third right now? I'm not thinking about they're, them no, for the title. But,
2: but, but they're going to be top four contenders this season. You know, I think that the top yeah, four battle is going to be they were crazy to the end. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where they're going to be. But I think that this type of game against Manchester United, if they want to be in that top four, you know, they're going to have to at least get a draw here. So, I'm going to say...
0: I'm gonna say 1-1. One, one. I'm taking the over. I think this is probably a 3-2. Maybe 2-2, two,
2: two, two, yeah.
0: 3-2 Manchester United. I think okay. I think I think United might be go up like 2-0. Spurs get a goal. United think they kill it off and then Lester Leicester get a goal. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. You said Spurs, but
0: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I meant Leicester. I I honestly like Leicester and Spurs are just like so interchangeable for me. Um for some reason, but yes, uh United go up 2-0. Leicester score. United score again and then Leicester score one to make it, you know, a garbage time to make it not look as bad as it actually was.
1: I'll go similar, but 3 1 Manchester United, I think.
2: It needs to be a tighter game
0: than that. Speaking of Tottenham. that could still be a
1: tight game. Yeah. Definitely. Speaking of Tottenham,
0: they play uh, Wolves this weekend on the road. Wolves, who lost to Burnley today on Monday Night Football, which is not a great loss for Wolves. It's a big win for Burnley. It hurts Arsenal too. But. Shut I mean, up, Andrew. <laughs> uh, don't don't think we've forgotten about the Everton Arsenal game. Speak speak speaking
2: of that Wolves game, that American kid Owen Otasawi started for Wolves, which I know they lost this game. But like, where is America getting all of these youngsters that are just coming through the ranks everywhere in Europe? Barcelona, Bayern you know, wolves. Well, I, is America going to have third like culture a culture fu- kids,
1: baby. Uh, and not all it's us of them.
2: Yeah, is America going to have America. S-
0: Some of them. yes. <laughs> is America going to have a sick team in, 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 like four or five years? Some here? of them. Yes. But a lot of them are getting poached out of MLS academies at like a younger age. Like that's what happened. Like Weston McKinney was in FC Dallas. Like Weston McKinney grew up playing American football. He's not yet. Like, th- like I don't think he's the child he's a of Texas boy. Yeah. He's like a Texas kid. Just like Clint Dempsey was like soccer is just more culturally like recognized now. And you know, it's funny, back when I used to work, you know, produce for FC, like, you know, talking to guys like Brian Dunseth, they all recognized that, you know, there was no league here. There was no ambition to go pro here. And now like the MLS is fine. What what regardless of the level of the league They've been around for 25 years. Those academies have been around, and, and those academies are bringing in top tier coaches. And those coaches. It, it, it's that, but have it's also connections.
1: The, it's the European leagues being more accessible over the last 15 years. Absolutely. Like 15 years ago, when Chelsea were first becoming good, you got one, maybe two Premier League games a weekend on Fox Soccer Channel, and that game was always Manchester United, Liverpool, and then eventually Chelsea started, and Arsenal, and eventually Chelsea started to make their way into it. But you know now you see you can see five or six games if you have the subscription you can see every single game like right I mean it's it's, it's just impressive that a 19 year old American
2: kid is starting over you know a 40 million pound it's not you know, like we don't have Silva the signing. athletes
0: in this country we have the conversation all the time what if the best American athletes played you know grew up playing soccer where would LeBron J like that's the like the idea that the people that the players here to make the U.S. men's national team great they're here. They just need opportunities, and the European, you know, teams are recognizing that players are there, and I mean, that's like, you know, it's exciting to have more Americans that are worth watching and playing it, you know, every week in the Champions League, it's like six, seven, eight Americans played on Champions League clubs, and then it's not like Gank or like Mitchelland. it's Dortmund and Juventus and there's two at Barcelona and there's one at Chelsea. Like it's this is this is an exciting time. I mean I'm not ready to throw out golden generation, but so a, a conversation I think you can. I think you can. I think you can. For America, I think you can. yeah. Just, it's the unprecedented. Of, just the
2: amount just the amount. There's never been this many players. You know, you he used to be like Clint Dempsey on Fulham, Landon Donovan on Everton, Beasley at PSV. And yeah, Beasley, and then that was it. You know what I mean? There was like th- three or four Americans, and they were usually veterans who were playing on these teams and, who had been around a for a long of, time. A couple
1: of Germans who da- whose dads were on military bases.
2: Right, right, or, right. Or, yeah. But now it's now it's there's over a dozen of these kids in Europe, and there's kids that are in MLS who are tearing it up, who are going to get moves. And I
0: think you know, it's too, just like. like You know, Red Bull Salzburg's manager is an American. It's Jesse Marsh, and he I think he's bringing a kid from Philadelphia Union to Red Bull Salzburg. So it's like, let's let's see him go to Leipzig, and you know, Tyler Adams won't be the only American coming through the tubes over there. So, yeah, it is it is an exciting time. you know, there's there's a lot of young players. I'm really excited. Hopefully we make the World Cup in 2022. And it, this 2022 World Cup is similar to the 1990 World Cup for the U.S. in the sense that, like, guys who had never been there before get, get you know, get some experience. And then they had a good World Cup run in 94. Yes, the own goal in the Columbia game. But they, you know, they had a good run in 94 when I we think, hosted I think,
2: it. I think the, the big problems that the U.S. has had for around a decade now since Tim Howard has been off the team is the goalkeeper, and then it looks like Zach Steffen at Manchester City. That's going yeah, to be a big one even for even them. Also, even Horvat. Yeah, that's going to be a big one for them. And Bruce. then their 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 um you know their their back line which again having you know at at Barcelona. That kid, Serginio um, Dest.
0: I mean, you've got Chris Dest starting. And, um, yeah, who's the kid? Who's uh John Brooks is still going to be? He'll still be, I think, like
1: right around thirty for the World Cup. And then they've got also, a couple guys. Weston McKenney can play center back or right back. Like yeah. He's, yeah. he's your Again, James like Milner. This, yeah, he can play these are any the big
2: position. problems that the U.S. has had historically, which maybe we'll see remedied. And and we just need to find a good coach. Yeah, I don't love. Greg. Yeah, I think uh, that's going
1: to be the we. I'm sorry, I thought you were a Peru fan. What, what's this week? Well, well,
2: I'm I'm, I'm uh, I at have him.
1: both dual nationality. I have dual like, nationalities. A, a Peruvian who supports the US I don't and think an Arsenal things. I, I don't think Peru is going
2: to be making this next World Cup. Uh, but briefly back to this Burnley Wolves game. Shout out to Burnley because they do this shit every year, right? Like we,
1: we always think that they're Are you sweating not going to do well. Are you sweating? They're Sean Dykes is else. coming.
2: That they're getting that they're going to hey, get Sean relegated, a better permanent they, you know, manager
1: than Mikel Arteta discuss. <laughs> No no, better better I mean, question. Who's more likely to get relegated? Leeds or Arsenal? I would take Arsenal in that bet. <laughs> God damn it. No, my answer is still Leeds. Leeds. <laughs> no, he still thinks it's Leeds. But Well,
2: they yeah, have a striker that, who can score a bomb? Shout out to Burnley shit. because I don't think that they I don't think Burnley's going to get relegated. And then for Wolves, I think it's it's kind of interesting that Adama Traore this time last season was banging in goals, getting assists. And since this time last season, since December of last year, or January around there, he has gotten no goals and no assists in something like 20 Premier League games now. And he just kind of disappeared off the face of the planet. I know that we, like, a few years ago we would talk about him on this pod as being, like, the type of player that he never has end product. He seemed to have solved that problem for a little while last year. But he then was like, oh, "I'm going to make a big move." He wanted a ton of money. Apparently, that's why he's been yeah, on the bench that's now. He hasn't. The, the, he hasn't been wanting to sign his contract, but he wants you know 200k a week because he
0: thinks he's you know some hot shot player. But like, he was linked to us. He's forever, not, and we're not going to get him. We don't need him now yeah, because we signed. I mean, a different I don't, I don't think anyone player. wants
2: him. He, <laughs> Wolves wanted like 50 million for I, I, him. Like, dude, it wasn't 50. It was I don't 80, think anyone would even pay 20. They wanted 80 right. million for think, him. I don't think that, I don't think anyone would even pay twenty million you know for him would, right now. You know but, who
0: he would actually probably play well with? Well, with it's actually the club that he he didn't break through there, but he was on their academy team. I feel like Barcelona would absolutely love to have a player like him in their team right now. I mean, I don't know where you'd play him with Messi because they both play on the right. But he is—he is on the Spanish national team. I—I I don't think you need any
2: more frustrating players who miss chances on that Barcelona yeah, side. They've fair. got plenty of those that's already.
0: Fair. They've got a chalk team full I mean, they of. Gotta that, get, they so. got to get Coutinho off the books. That's—I the, heard they're trying to sell him in December, and they just or January, and they have no one who wants him. Do Do we think Wolves could could get a result against Tottenham? Yes, I mean they got a result against Chelsea what a week and a half ago. Like it, it's not yep. unthinkable. And and you just said it, you know, a couple minutes ago we were talking about Spurs. W- wolves are gonna play the same way that Lester did. They're you know, both teams are gonna try to play on the counter in this one. They're both gonna be like, No, you have possession, do no, you have possession? And, and and it could go either way. Like I'm I can tell you this, I love to bet on wolves all the time. I'm absolutely staying away from this one. And I'm probably gonna start staying away from wolves in general without Jimenez until they buy a striker. And there's there there's rumors again. Origi has been linked to them in the past, he's being linked to them again. That doesn't solve the problem for me Like Raul Jimenez was the guy Who could probably score a goal every other game Or maybe every three games You know right around that ratio With him out indefinitely I'm not saying I'm worried about Wolves going down But they were a team that was trying To finish in the top they're not, four They're not making Europe they, or, yeah. or, you They're know, not going to end Europe. up in the Europa League They're not going to do that unless they go out and sign a striker like that They've actually been linked well, we to st- all We players, still don't Hulk. know how
1: long Really jeez well, I mean, because yeah, he's, he's, Port- he's Brazilian, and he's got the same the...
0: agent as everybody else. I,
2: I think this is going to be like 1-0 Tottenham. I can see that. I think that Wolves are going find, to uh, find, find it. I don't think Tottenham are going to make the same mistake they did against Leicester, and I think that they're going to let Wolves have the ball a little more and... They're gonna get in a low block and make wolves break them down. And I think if a team does that, like they're not gonna play like Chelsea did. Chelsea were idiots and just opened themselves up completely for the counter attack and let Podence and Neto do the only thing that they're really good at, which is like running into space thirty yards up the field and dribbling at you on the counter. That's the only like they're not they're not good at breaking down low block teams. Uh, it's all, and that's uh, why this Burnley all, side
1: got a result against it's them. It's all it's all fine saying like Tottenham aren't gonna to be idiots, but when it's nil nil in the seventy fifth minute. What's Jose Mourinho going to do? He's going to take the the nil-nil? No. He, they're going to need to push for a win. Now, again, you can do that intelligently, but when the game gets a little bit stretched because Wolves have the pace to hit you on the counter and all of a sudden you've got midfielders running back and forth for five to ten minutes straight, the legs start to go and all of a sudden there's more space like there was in that Chelsea game for Wolves to take advantage of. So I, I think Wolves have just as good of a chance against Tottenham as they did against Chelsea. I'll probably say like... 1-1 but it might it might be 0-0 you know you don't know it's uh, they, they've all got games that they're looking ahead to just after this that are going to be pretty tough too so yeah I, you, you might see some result management in this if it is tight near the end so
2: i think there was a little bit of a worry um in the last game where Endembele came off injured or i don't know what happened he came off in the 46th minute for bale and Kareth Bale-Cotton hasn't done shit outside of that one header he had a few months ago. I don't know if that's because he hasn't gotten the game time. I mean, I know he's been, like, Mourinho's been bringing on Davis instead of him in a lot of these games and, I mean, I don't know if we expected that much from Gareth Bale, but for me, he's got to do more and maybe he's going to start getting more game time in this, you know, busy holiday period, but... And Dembele going down. If he's injured and he's not playing in this game, then... Gareth Bale yeah, was you know, brought
0: for their Europa League run, their League Cup run, their FA Cup run, and to sell shirts. That's and it. And in case Harry Kane gets
1: injured.
2: That's it. Giovanni Lo Celso also went down injured, so a couple of injuries for Tottenham that... Maybe you're going to affect this game and might you know give Wolves a little bit of a heart, but I'm still going to say one
0: nil Spurs. I think they're going to. I think I think I would ride with you get, on that. Back on track. Uh, I would. Fl- I would definitely take the under in this one. There's not going to be a lot of scoring. It's about that time. Everton two, Arsenal one. I'm Boo. so okay. pissed. I wanna, by the way, that I don't that to holding talk about Chelsea. Now oh, we do need to talk
1: about Chelsea, but we'll get there. Want, no, no, no. I want to talk about Chelsea Arsenal. But, oh yeah, you know, we can talk. I'm, we can talk about. Yeah, Everton. yeah. We'll I'm get there. We'll
0: so get there. I'm so pissed that they gave that first goal to holding for an own goal, and it wasn't a Dominic Calvert-Lewin. It wasn't on target. That wasn't on target. It was going I, wide. I'm still like, mad that was about not it. even that, that was a lucky as shit goal. I'm still mad that it wasn't given to Dominic Calvert-Lewin.
2: Okay, well, it was not on target, and it was just a lucky deflection for the ball to go into the net. But that, literally, it was the only other shot. They, they only had two shots the whole entire game, and both of them Sometimes went in. Sometimes all you need is two shots to get drunk. I know that it's—I mean, Arteza's been— doing all this bullshit, spewing about how these last three games, Arsenal should have won all three, and statistically, like we've just gotten really unlucky. I'm not going to say we haven't been unlucky in this run, but we've really only had one good win this entire season. The West Ham win was not good. That was jammy as shit, and we got lucky to win that game, as well as the Sheffield win. Like Those wins, the only win I think was our first good win was the Fulham game where we won 3-0. That's the only... Good win we've had this season. Like the United game was a fluke. Like Pogba gave away a stupid penalty that should have been nil nil, and we've gotten really lucky to get points in against Southampton and Leeds, who both teams are now looking and being like, what the fuck? You know, we dropped points to Arsenal. This has been, I mean, it it was it, it, so bad that at, right now I don't even know what to say. Like Arteta started Willian again, which for me is just a fireable offense. The guy had zero shots, zero shots on target. He has in this entire season he has zero goals. Um he's only had I think 5 sh- no one shot on target the entire season. He's had one shot on target this entire season and he starts every single game. The guy doesn't create chances, he doesn't dribble past players, he just passes the ball backwards. I don't I don't understand what I think it's he must maybe he has like a sex tape on Arteta like maybe like you know there's some jammy <laughs> no, man, weird shit guys, going on in the knew background what you were
1: signing up for we tried to warn you actually we tried to I warn just, you you should have just taken I, I the really message when it's we didn't just resign that
2: by itself because I, I know no one's forcing him to start Willian every game the fact that he's doing that for me is a fireball offense like i'm so sorry no, that Kio
1: Drapshin is Thomas, forcing him to start him every game he put maybe, it in the contract maybe. that you have to play Thomas, in this many games for sure not a doubt in my mind that could be. That could
2: be it. But Thomas Partey, the only game that he's played 90 minutes for us in the last 10 games is the game we won. I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think he's our best player. He, we need him back badly during this period. Did you
1: just say that was a fluke? It was a fluke. But, but you don't think it's a coincidence? It's, it <laughs> can't be both. <laughs> All right. It was one or the other. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm not but, trying to go against your point where you need Partey. You obviously do. But, you know, it's how like how many more points do you think you have with him in the in the side? Like. You know, there's still I, the I rest maybe of the like team. like six.
2: Yeah, I think maybe six more points, five, six more points. I don't think we'll be like we'd be like top half of the table, but I think we'd be a little bit better position with him in the team. So I give Arteta a break on that, but the fact that he starts Jaka and he starts, you know, Willie in every game and they never perform. It's it's he's, that's he's his fault. He's booted
1: Bellarin. To be fair to him, he got Bellerin out of there and yeah, Maitland Niles was, was the only decent right. player uh, other than Saka Absolutely, and Tierney. Yeah. For that Everton game, but yeah, it's, the William thing—you guys knew what you were
2: saying. for. Aubameyang was hurt, but why did Eddie and Ketia play? Well, weren't you know, ninety didn't minutes you say in this that game or eighty week, minutes? when we have Lacazette, La like who are doing well in Europe. I wanted to see. Yeah, I wanted to see Reese Nelson play. I mean, I wanna if if Aubameyang's out, then but I just my whole point was William camp shouldn't be on the pitch. That was the whole point of that spiel. Like, I don't care if Inketia plays, but you should play Lacazette too, and you shouldn't play William. You know, and. In the end, it, it cost us in this game. I mean, we had chances, but we were crossing the ball over and over again to a bunch of short players, and, you know, Nico Pepe had a few chances. The guy still hasn't come through for us. Like, I know he scored a penalty in this game, but it's just, I don't know. It's it's dire times for us right now. I don't know where our wins are going to come from. I'm not looking forward, obviously, to this Chelsea game. I mean, i
1: Hey, if you can get a point Chelsea against just Southampton, 3-0. you can get a point against us. It's not, like, too far out of the imagination.
2: Yeah, but, but, yeah, but we, I'm, if we've I'm going to see William on the team starting sheet again, we're backs. not going to win. We're not going to win. Chelsea's going to be... If William yeah, plays, I'm, there's no way we're getting a here's result. Here's the
1: thing. The reason I'm nervous about this game is that we should win. That's the only reason I'm nervous. Like, I mean, we, we should mention that Chelsea-Arsenal game is the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, 1230, Saturday. It, it just has, it, for me, in my, like, screwed-up, pessimistic Chelsea head where I'm just thinking, what one of a million ways can we find to fuck this up? I am thinking like we we do something like we did earlier this year in January and you know go ahead twice uh, and then you know end up drawing the game 2-2 when Arsenal were down to 10 men for the whole time. Chelsea Arsenal games just have that quality one, to them. There was one one shining qual- like like
2: ray of hope in that Everton game which was Martinelli getting his first Premier League minutes of the season coming on. Obviously he looked rusty because you know he hasn't played in 9 months but him coming back could relieve a little bit of pressure for that front line if he's able to you know get get a, get rolling a little bit do something in these games because we desperately need more creativity we scored four goals in 10 the last 10 games we've only scored one from open play and the last time
1: the last time you guys scored twice was at the Sheffield game at the beginning of October we were talking about that. It's before. really bad. It's awful. Yeah, it's that means really, really bad. It means you have to keep a clean sheet if you're going to get any kind of result, which no. you know Arsenal aren't doing right now. But what do you think in terms of score predictions? Because I'd be interested to see Javier's and Andrews before I give mine. Part of me wants to say 0 no, nil. I'll say two one Chelsea. 0
2: no, nil. It could be nil 0 What? But I'll say I'll say two one Chelsea. is rested. He's
1: coming. He's coming for his revenge again after the Europa League final. I mean, Tammy could play. He scored the winner against. You don't Hospital. have Eden Hazard. We, we didn't need Eden Hazard like to, to beat you once at, at the Emirates last uh, year. Like, I don't know. I mean, you guys, I, I think you guys we, should, we win. should win. It should be like a two nil. I'm going to go for it. I gonna go for it, it, go be... for it and say three, one. think you it, guys will. Score. Okay, right? I, don't I, I don't think it's going to be
2: three, one. I don't think it's going to be three, one. I think we're going to no, take that. Like, I think, like I think we're going to sit back like, No, I don't, but I just think we're we're going to sit back
1: this year at the Emirates.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're going to sit back and we're going to let you guys have the ball and we're going to defend in a low block and try to play on the counterattack. And it might be like that Tottenham game where you guys don't try to let yourselves get opened up and maybe it ends up being like a nil-nil like Andrew said. But I don't think there's going to be a
0: lot of goals. 2-1. What did you think? I mean, Alex, you mentioned it earlier that you guys lost two two
1: wingbacks. Uh, to injury,
0: yeah. No Chillwell, no James. I think you guys are going to lose
2: a
1: lot of your. Well, you that's like why. No, that's why I no think we're going to concede with right now. That's why I said we're going to concede. But we have we have some width, and like Pulisic actually started to look like his old self. Hopefully, he can make it to Saturday without you know stubbing his toe or something. But uh, I think ZX is due back. He'll probably only start on the bench. Uh, Havertz didn't play today. Uh, Hudson-Odoi was on the bench again today, so uh, or for the first time today after coming back from his injury. So we ha- we're starting to get those wide players back. And w- w- I think we have the most rest in this two-week spell. Uh, I don't know about after this Arsenal game, because we have to play Villa on Monday, two days later. That's going to be tough. I'm more worried about that Villa game than I am about this Arsenal game, though. Just because it's two a days after the I think a big factor also Arsenal is that we
2: game. have to play. We have to play City tomorrow, and we're probably going to play our full lineup. Right. And that's, but that's
1: what I'm saying. How we had to play. That's going to be that's going to be kind of rough. We had to play yeah. Wolves last week on Tuesday. We played West Ham on Monday, so uh, today, so almost a full week's rest for that, and then we don't play till Saturday. So, like in a period where you know some other teams have maybe have another game here, or the schedule is kind of making it a bit tighter for them to get guys. Rested and back, I think we'll have plenty of rest for the Arsenal game. It's just going to be up in the air whether we can rotate enough and have guys fit enough to put in a good performance the next game on Monday against Villa. So I'll stick to three one, but yeah, two one is probably more the more prudent answer. Thank, thankfully, we will have Gabriel back in this game, and
2: defensively, we won't be, you know, susceptible I, I, on set pieces like we were against Everton. So
1: I don't know if you heard. As susceptible. I don't know if you heard, but we we play in a, a mean set piece. Jagger I'll say this. I do Suma. not think
0: this is going to be a fun Mason watch. On the corners. Yeah, I know that, this is not. but I don't think you will score is on those corners. not going to the Arsenal-Chelsea so games of years past where it was, you know, champagne-esque football on the pitch. We've been getting mad on
2: lucky in the last few games, and it's time for some luck. So I still think Chelsea are going to win,
0: but it, Have you I been wouldn't saying be surprised if we October? get a draw.
2: Well, I mean, they haven't it's had time for some since luck since October 1st. That's
0: their last Premier League win.
2: No. No, but I'm saying I'm saying we've been playing slightly better in the last few games, still losing, but I just it's, I just
1: don't want you to get destroyed by City it's gonna turn. this week. Just keep again, keep let Arteta stick around. If you change, then I don't know, maybe you get Fun someone play. in with enough time for, for the Chelsea game. Maybe William
2: like, will go crazy in this game against Chelsea maybe. and you know, do something.
1: If they did fire Arteta, who would they bring in? <laughs> who knows, man. Like, who knows? It's got to be Allegri, right? They, I don't know if they could even convince him to take the job at this point. Yeah, they're four points off the drop. It's the Premier. They're League. not going
2: yeah, yeah, to fire Arteta. Yeah, they're not going to fire Arteta.
1: If they not if they wanted to win, they would have put more money it, into the squad in the summer. There
2: isn't. Yeah, there isn't like there isn't a there isn't a, a coach who we could get right now who would bring enough instill belief into the team and apparently, though, I did read that a lot of players, after, you know, William came back from that, I remember I said on the pod, like, you know, he went to Dubai and broke COVID protocol and all this stuff, and then he started in the weekend after that, even though he showed up late for training, like, didn't come to training for a day and then showed up a day late. And apparently a lot of the a lot of the players in the squad were really upset about that, that, like, Arteta had taken a no-nonsense approach with a lot of players and then showed William favor. And I know that a lot of players on this team have noticed how bad William's been playing, and there's no way that, you know, if we're noticing how bad he's been playing, there's no way that the players don't realize that and wonder why this guy's starting every week. Like, I think it's it's causing a rift in the squad, and, and for me, it's a huge problem. Like, the guy has to stop starting. He's got to stop playing. He hasn't been getting any results. Been hasn't been creating chances. Hasn't been. I don't give a shit that he runs back and covers the fullback every every time that there's an overlap. Like he didn't do it in the game against Everton. Didn't pressure Iwobi when Iwobi had the ball and Iwobi put that cross in for Calvert Lewin. Like even defensively, the guy sucks. So take him the fuck off. He still played ninety minutes in that game, which don't understand which, how which is happens, why it will be but. fine
1: with me if he does score on Saturday yeah. you know he's done his good work he's completely you know torpedoed you guys season and helped David Louise in doing that so thank you William you can you can score a goal against us on Saturday if
2: we somehow get a result against City Arteta's just a cup manager he's just a cup god <laughs> so far he hasn't lost a game in a cup I can't like, I can't think than, of something that would be Europa-
1: worse for your January than having to play two league cup semifinals finals in, in midweek yeah. That would just be so terrible I mean I'm sure we're going to finish like
2: 11th or 12th in the Premier League this season Like I have no hope of finishing in the top 8 But if we end up just going deep Like even if we win the Carabao Cup Like that's Europe next year So that's oh that's where the hope is for Arsenal this season You know maybe winning the Carabao Cup Maybe, maybe winning the at, FA at Cup point, I don't think we'll win Europa
1: Do you even want Europe? But, you guys don't have a squad to deal with Europa and Premier League at the same time Like why, why don't you just be like Alright mate guys maybe let's take a break from Europe yeah. Maybe, maybe. And let's Who knows? just focus maybe on that. Was, that, that would that's would be what the Chelsea biggest did thing
0: for you. I really think. I really think not. Like, just pull an AC Milan, and withdraw. Like they did that a couple years. I think well, they yeah, did that, that last year.
1: That was because I mean, of, of financial. Uh, yeah, financial fair play. And they like agreed to that with FIFA or UEFA. All right, let's not talk more Arsenal. I'm sick of this shit. Hey man, I was I was promised an expletive laden rant, and I got nothing of the sort. Javier uh, yeah. texted me after that Everton game. Like, I'm defeated. I'm, 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 I'm going defeated. off just, on Monday.
2: I saw so many just horrible stats about Arsenal just being shit. Having the only team that has more losses than us is Sheffield. Like, it's just I'm I'm. I'm bantered out right now. I'm too sad. I'm too destroyed.
0: Shout out Chef. I'm not they looking got more forward to our games this weekend.
2: Yeah, they got. The, I was about to say they got their second point of the season. They doubled their points this weekend.
1: I mean, manager weekend. of the year, Chris Wilder. Everybody, I will not stand for any Chris Wilder uh, slander on this on this show. He's a great man, and he'll be back. He will be back. You heard it Big here, Big Sam. First. Got
2: unlucky this weekend, guys. Villa yeah, won 3 in but Championship. Yeah, but West no, back Sam in the Premier League
1: after they destroyed dominate the Championship. The the. Can I just we'll
2: say see. that red card? I don't know. Did you? Didn't either of you watch the West Brom Villa game or no, any part of it?
1: I was busy. Because I know that it was, uh, was Sunday knitting. during football. Um. Right. Yeah.
2: I was busy doing anything
0: besides that.
1: Yeah.
2: But I just want to say that that Livermore challenge was not a red card at all.
1: No, you're you're, and, you're, uh, you're very dumb. That's. Uh, that was definitely a red card. <laughs> that was really dumb for Livermore. I don't Livermore. think that was a red card. Really? All right. I think it was a yellow. I think you might need to see yeah. the angle I saw, because there was a close-up of it that just made me think, like, why? Why is he doing that? <laughs> but West Brom, might... I was going might... to
0: ask you guys if any of you thought we needed to address the Everton side of that uh, of that Arsenal game, but I then remembered that we don't, so...
1: <sighs> I mean, we, um, no. we do, Everton, because they Everson. have City coming up, like, next Monday. They'll They'll play Manchester City. Uh, I don't know if we're going to record before that. I doubt it.
2: Everton have gotten lucky as shit in the last few weeks. Yeah, but like, against is it Chelsea, luck? against Arsenal. They've
1: beaten Chelsea, Leicester, and Arsenal in the last, like, 10 days. Three Playing games. like yeah. crap in all of those games. And at some point, you have to kind of respect it. You know, they don't have a left back. And no they're, playing, either. they're playing Ben Godfrey at left back. Uh, they're having Owobi come back as, like, a right wing back. And they're still somehow getting results. So I, I don't know what to make of Everton. There's a couple of teams that I just, like, don't know what to predict. Like, Everton, Newcastle, Aston Villa, like, I have no idea what they're going to do week to week. They might be good, they might be shit, they might still win if they're shit, they might lose and play well. It's hard to tell, so... I mean, credit to Carlo Ancelotti. I, I mean, I think that's just the Ancelotti effect. He just has, he just instills a belief in his players, even if, you know, they're not uh, all guns blazing, they still have a belief within 90 minutes that they can beat any team, so... Yeah, I, I would say Manchester City should be pretty afraid of that Everton team. You know, right after having to play Newcastle. Not that the Newcastle game should, should be tough, but Everton away immediately afterwards, two days later, that, that that's going to be tough. And I wouldn't be surprised if City dropped points in that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I agree with you. I have no idea what to think of. Everton right now, and I agree with you with all those teams. Like those are all teams that I have no idea what I'm getting every week. Well, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everybody! Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone! A lot of fun on this. Families. We went down some rabbit holes we haven't gone down in a while on this pod. We did. We talked about Americans abroad. Nah, don't about- worry. I'll,
1: I'll edit all that out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for listening. Follow us along on Twitter and Instagram at Ghost Gold Pod, at Andrew Passaro, at ASMOS92, and at Javier Rev9. And until next time, bye.